Welcome to Daily Converse for Entrepreneurs. In this episode, we will talk about how you're creating problems that you don't need, how you're addicted to situations that keep repeating in your life, what holds you back the most and how to fix it. And you will watch Shiraz Babu, my friend, exposing and coaching me live on the show. Today, the topic is the problem is actually the solution. And we're going to have a very interesting conversation. As usual, please make sure you like and subscribe to the show. And if you have any questions for us, put them live in the chat. Or even if you're watching or listening after the show, put them as a comment on social media and we will get back to you on those questions. And if you have any friends that could benefit from this topic, which is an extremely important topic, tag them in a comment and I share um, the conversation and this amazing inf information with them and or share the link with them. Um, also, uh, we are sharing uh, the checklist and the blueprint for our program, Simple Retention Formula. This is a program that helps you get appointments and sales within 24 hours of impl implementation. So if you're interested in getting appointments and referrals, which lead into sales, type retention in a comment below, and I'll send you the link to download the blueprint. My guest today is Shiraz Babu. Welcome, Shiraz. Thank you, Mustafa. Great to be here. Great to see you, my friend. So I'm going to do the introduction to Shiraz, and uh, we're going to dive into a very interesting conversation. Shiraz Babu is an award-winning author, international speaker, and reality-shifting specialist. Coaches and healers hire Shiraz to rewrite their business stories and their re reality because most people are, are unknowingly addicted to stories of adversity and struggle and left with a lack of success, confidence, and freedom. Shiraz uh, helps you eliminate your unconscious addiction to these stories in order to ignite a stream of high-paying clients while feeling an abundance of free time, money, and energy. Welcome, Shiraz. Thank you. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. How are you? Fantastic. Which part of the world are you in? I am in Toronto, Canada. Love it. And what's it like out there right now? Uh, windy and rainy. <laughs> rainy? At least it's not snowing. We've had snow in, in well, April. <laughs> well, we got snow here overnight oh, in Calgary. So yeah. it's a little, it's a tad cold even for us in Calgary. I'm like, well, I'm, I was done for the, for the cold to just leave us, but <laughs> it just seems to creep in. Just as we think it's out, it just crips right in. <laughs> That's Canada. So uh, we're talking about the problem, how the problem is actually the solution, which which is a very interesting topic. And I really look forward to um, talking about this. And I really look forward to your coaching helping me with an issue. So during our conversation, whatever issue comes up, I want to tell you that, Shiraz, this is an issue. And... We're going to work on it, okay. right? And people good. get to watch us, get to watch me get exposed and coached live on my own channel. Let's see how that's going to turn out. And so, Shiraz, let's get it started. What is your story? My story started off when I was 22 years old. I was in university. I was studying to be a molecular geneticist, get my doctorate. My family is full of doctors, so everyone just sort of expected me to follow along and be a doctor as well. Mm -hmm. And I was also a bodybuilder. I was in the best shape of my life. 
everything was going great. The world was my oyster. And then the world did not give me pearls. It gave me arthritis. And wasn't just uh, my body kind of hurts arthritis. It was intense pain in every joint in my body. There were nights where I would sip dinner through a straw because my jaw was so swollen and in pain. I would spend days lying in bed in pain, my body slowly deteriorating, joints deforming. And that started to become my life. And I tried different things, medication, supplements, diet, started doing things like acupuncture and the next best organic thing that would come out. And, and the crazy thing is everything worked for a little while and then it would just stop working again. And I couldn't figure out what was going on. And you know, have you ever had that situation, not the arthritis, but where you've got life lined up, you know the plan, you're executing the plan and then out of left field, bam. And you're like, now what? What the hell am I supposed to do now? Every day. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When you yep. think everything is just going to perfect as planned, <laughs> but it just doesn't happen the way you wanted it. Yeah. And yeah, so I had to change the plan. And when you have uh, illness like arthritis, you build up a pain tolerance. So eventually I was able to uh, get a life going. I switched to college, got a degree in computer science, went into the tech industry. And, but I was always in pain and eventually I was developing a limp. I was losing uh, mobility in my joints, but I was still out there trying to do things. And I remember at one time in one of the board meetings, it was Monday morning and we had come in, we're having this meeting, but as we're, things are getting set up, one of the, the VPs or CEOs comes in and he's just like, oh, and they're like, what? Oh, my back's kind of hurting. You know, I was playing a lot of tennis this weekend. And now my back's really sore. It's going to affect me this week. It's not, I'm not going to be up to peak performance. I'm listening to this guy ramble on. I'm in intense pain, not showing it, not complaining about it. And this is his biggest problem. And have you ever been in that situation where you're like listening to this person? You go, if, if I only had the problems you had, I would be blowing by you right now. I would be doing so much better. And you're bitching about this little back pain. Like, have you, you, you're nodding. You've, you felt that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, and, and this is the thing, because we all have these obstacles we have to deal with. Yours may not be arthritis, but there's this thing that I've got to deal with this on top of what's normally out there. And people are, are, are stuck in this. And like, how can I get past this? How, how am I supposed to compete with all these other people that don't have these problems, given that I have to deal with um, illness or um, 17 children? I don't know how many, <laughs> like, um, you know, racism, sexism, ageism, all these different things that can come up. So I can, I continued along and eventually I had a conversation with my dad and, and it was almost 20 years after, since I got the arthritis. And I said, is there anything we haven't looked at? Is there anything you've heard about recently? And he said, there's a place that I've heard about in India where they do a thing called combined therapy and they've had success with multiple illnesses. And that caught my attention because it's usually you go to a place for arthritis or you go to a place for cancer or diabetes or and he said, no, no, they've been helping all sorts of people get through all illnesses. I'm like, how, how are they doing that? <laughs> so, so I get on a plane, I head over there and I start working with this guy. And because it's India, I'm thinking it's some sort of Reiki lay on hands thing. Okay, you're going to heal now. That's, that's got to be the way they do everyone. But all he did was talk to me for two weeks. 
And it was like being with a psychiatrist. Only he wasn't trying to solve anything. He was just gathering information, all the stuff, asking me all these little details about my life. And at the end of the two weeks, he says, Shiraz, here's the problem. You believe you're responsible for everyone in your life. And I said, no, I don't. And he said, yeah, I know you don't consciously think you're responsible for everyone. But from everything you've told me, you've created an unconscious belief that you're responsible for everyone in your life. And it started when you were around eight years old. And I thought about it. I said, okay, I know I'm a responsible guy, but I don't think I'm responsible for everyone. And then I said, well, what does this even have to do with arthritis? There's no connection. He goes, oh, no, 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 no. You don't want to be responsible for everyone. Like, yeah, obviously. Yeah. If you're lying in bed in pain, you don't have to be responsible for anyone. If you're just trying to get through the days in pain, you can't afford to be responsible for other people. So it's the solution to a problem you don't even realize you have. And I thought, I went, that's messed up. And he goes, yes, but most chronic illnesses are solutions to problems people don't realize they have. Let's say that one more time, that, that last sentence. Most chronic illnesses are solutions to problems people don't realize they have. Most chronic illnesses are solutions to problems they don't know they have. Yes. Expand on that, please. So you you create the illness as a solution, like for me, so I don't have to be responsible. For it, right? I worked with someone and now illness isn't specifically my specialty, but I've, I've helped a lot of people through illness in the course of creating success. And uh, just uh, last year, I worked with a, a woman. She had fibromyalgia. She was always in pain from the fibromyalgia. And when we started working together, uh, we talked about her job and she was like, oh, I hate my job. I'm like, well, why don't you get a different job? And she said, no, this is what I've been trained to do. This is what I studied for. I've got my pension building in this job. If I leave this job, I lose that. This is the job I have to be in. I'm like, but you hate it. And she's like, yeah. And I said, and you don't have to go that often because you're homesick with fibromyalgia. You're in too much pain to go to a job you hate. And she's like, oh, I never thought about it that way. I said, I want you to think about it that way because you've created the fibromyalgia so you don't have to go to a job you hate. Now, what if you went to another job? And, and of course, everything about her, everything she's believed is this is the job she has to be in because she loses the benefits. She loses the, um, the, the pension. She's, this is the only thing she's trained for. Like it's all this, this is it. But eventually I got her to uh, make a decision. Let me try a different job, similar field or same field, but a different place. I might have to lose that, but let me try something else. And she eventually found a job that she was excited to go to. And the day she made that decision to quit the job and go to the new job, the fibromyalgia went away because it was keeping her from going to the, the other job as often as she could. It, it gave her the break. So that's what happens with a lot of chronic illnesses. And it's not that they, they're fake because I've got the damage in my body from the arthritis to show that it's, it's not fake. You actually get the illness, but it's your mind's protection mechanism from you not going into a situation you don't want to be in. Okay. Very interesting. So Shiraz, what is it that you do these days and who do you help? So I help uh, entrepreneurs, mostly coaches and some healers to, 
to figure out what that problem is. So for me, when I got explained that, okay, this is a solution for a problem, I, my logical brain just went to, well, wait a sec, if this is a solution for a problem, then all I have to do is say, I'm not going to be responsible for anyone but me. And I shouldn't have the arthritis anymore because of that's the solution. And he said, yeah, if you actually believe it deep down that you're not responsible for anyone but you, you don't need the arthritis. Right? And so I said, fine, I'm not going to be responsible for anyone but me. And I just made that internal decision. And the next morning I woke up and there was no pain, no inflammation, more mobility, and I could even breathe better. And I'm freaking out because everything that I've learned is this doesn't happen overnight. There's no way you cure an illness like this overnight. Now, of course, the damage was still there. It's not like my body miraculously healed and everything was gone. But the pain, the inflammation, the, the, the symptoms of the arthritis were gone. And what's funny is there's a track that was there that I would be out on that track every day just doing a walk. And at that time, because of all the pain and, and stuff, I was doing like this old man shuffle like I was 70 years old. But I'd be doing the track every day because I'm trying to get some exercise. And I'm actually getting paid, passed by people that are 70 year olds that are walking along the track. Right? And uh, But this day I get up and I'm on that track and I'm passing other people. I'm even passing people that are that are normal, just, just doing their walks around the track. And they're looking at me going, what the hell? And I'm like, I know, right? What the hell? And I get home and everyone's like, you're not limping anymore. You have more energy. What is going on? And it's like, because that problem is gone now. I, I got rid of the actual problem. And here's the thing. We've been talking about illness, but this is not about illness. This is about everything. If you have a consistent problem in your life, a reoccurring problem, or a barrier that you just can't get past, that's not a problem, that is the solution. And when you start to look for the actual problem, solve that, the thing you thought was the problem, goes away. Give me an example on that. <clears throat> a, a simple one is, a lot of people come, I, I'd like to make more money, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, how do I make more money? And I asked them, do you actually want to make a lot more money? Like, what if you made an extra $100,000 this year? And the resounding response is, that would be amazing. If I had made an extra $100,000 this year, then I could, you know, pay off my debts or I could go traveling or, uh, you know, I could do the things I want. I could buy these things I've been wanting to get. And that's consciously, that's it. You know, you're making the extra money, you can do all those things. But then we start going a little deeper. And I say, okay. What's going to happen with your friends and family when they when they find out you're making an extra hundred thousand dollars a year? And a lot of people go to it's like, oh, they might say, could I have some? Can I borrow some? Can you invest in my project? And how does that make you feel? Oh, I don't want to have those conversations. Right. And your brain prioritizes emotional distress over physical results. So if you don't want to have those conversations about money and giving your money away, or if you think that once you have that money, you're obligated to give it away, whether you want to or not, and you hate that feeling, your brain says, well, if we don't make that money, I don't have to go through that situation. Problem solved. So you unconsciously sabotage your own business so you don't have to go to that space. If you really hate rich people, if you complain about the millionaires and billionaires and how they're wasting things, then you will unconsciously keep yourself as far away from being one of those so that you don't have to complain about yourself. You don't have to feel people are complaining about you. 
if you lost a lot of money sometime and you feel shame around that and you've wasted it on all sorts of crappy stuff and you're like, I've got nothing to show for it and you don't ever want to feel that shame again, then your brain says, don't make a lot of money because then we can't lose it. And and all this is going under the, under the surface. You don't realize it's there. You're just sitting there going, I'm trying my hardest in my business. Why am I not succeeding? Why am I not going past that threshold? Why are clients not showing up? But all the while, you're unconsciously sending out signals, taking actions, doing things that aren't going to propel you forward, thinking it's going to help. And it's not because it's keeping you safe. Interesting. So I think that, that that's a common thing with a lot of people where, mm -hmm. where <clears throat> they want to make money, but they're not. And uh, what happens is, so based on what I'm hearing, you're saying they're keeping themselves safe, safer, yeah, or they think they're being safe by not doing what's needed to um to reach their goal i guess yeah yeah and again the brain prioritizes the emotional over the physical that emotional i don't want to have those conversations or i'll feel shame or i'll I, people are going to think of me as a, a rich uh ass and i don't want them thinking of that that's more important to your mind to not have those feelings than to not have money or not have health, or not have wonderful relationships. I think that that's it. Hmm. I think I've got I've got a bit of that going on. The other, I was thinking that my income has not been has not been consistently growing hmm. at the same rate as my experience, my expertise, and my insights have been growing. Okay. And I think that's also a common problem with a lot of people. Yes. So let's let's tackle that, shall we? Okay. <clears throat> so that's it. That's 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 what I was thinking. Okay. So do you want your income to increase in a big way? Yes. See that's not actually showing up as true now here's one thing that i've learned is there there are signs that come up when your conscious beliefs match your unconscious belief i pick up, up on them right away so whenever okay. i talk to people i will tell you okay that's not coming up as true so although you consciously say yes unconsciously you're like no no i don't want that money and you picked on that yeah and that's that's how i work with people because i'm going to call you out over and over and over so people are realizing okay oh that's what's going on inside so, okay so, and there's two reasons that you hold on to something that doesn't work for you. Number one is there's an immediate benefit to it, right? The benefit may not be what you think it is. So the, the most common benefit is you get to be right. People choose being right over being rich, over being healthy, over having wonderful relationships, over being successful. And every time you're, yeah. every time you're right, you get a hit of dopamine in your brain. So you actually build a dopamine addiction to that story of being right. And it feels good. Like it could be something like, you know, my partners always cheat on me and your partner cheats on you unconsciously. You're like, again, oh my God, why, why is this happening? Or it could be complete heartbreak because you've got that happened. But unconsciously it's like, see, cheated on me again. I'm right. Whew, hit me with that dopamine. And you build that addiction. You can build the dopamine addiction to my, my partners are always amazing and always encouraging. 
But because this you've built this one and it's working, your brain doesn't want to let go of it. Fair enough. All right. And, and this is it. It's like any addiction to any drug, any chemical. When you start to change it, you will also go into withdrawal and it will try to pull things back. And you have to watch that. So let me ask you this. Have you ever gone to a workshop, uh, a retreat, gone through a course, and at the end of it, you're like, oh, this is it. This changes everything. I got it. My whole life is going to change. And then after a few weeks or a few months, you end up back where you started. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing worked. It got you out, but the withdrawal pulled you back in. So unless you're doing exercises and, and to keep yourself out, to keep yourself moving forward until you pass the withdrawal period, you end up back where you started. And I mean, I've been through it multiple times myself until I realized this is what, what's going on. And sometimes you convince yourself, oh, my God, they just made me think it and it didn't really change anything. Well, it did. Right. There's a lot of great programs out there that will change things for you. But if they don't have follow up, if it's just this one weekend retreat and you're done, most of the time you're going to lose it. Right. They say that's like less than 10 percent of people that go to like Tony Robbins events actually see concrete persisting change because there's no follow up for those people. All right. Fair enough. Let's go back to the idea of what you said. When you asked me, do you want a lot more money? I said, yes. And you're like, no, I picked on that. That the answer is yep. no. I want to explore that. Okay. Uh, I, 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 right now I'm thinking and I'm like, I, I, I don't, I don't see why internally I would say no to that. Okay. So what there's, so the two things you want, what, what's the benefit, immediate benefit now, or what horrible thing will happen if I let this change? Right. So like for we talked about earlier, if I let it change and I make a lot of more money, people are going to come up and start asking me for money. I don't want to have those conversations. That's the horrible thing. But there's there's also just the immediate benefit I've seen with money. Um, if people don't want to do things, they use money as an excuse. And I'm like, let's go out and go to this restaurant and the, the, you don't really want to go to that restaurant. I'm sorry, I can't afford it. Right. But you unconsciously create enough poverty so you can say that without feeling guilty about saying it because it's real. So this is how we work, right? So what's going to change if you make more money as you increase your skills? If you make a lot more money as you increase your skills? Are you asking me right now? Yeah, I'm asking you. So what am I, what, what's the question again? What's going to change in your life if your income increases at, at the same or greater rate as your skills increase? What's going to change? Yeah. Um, size of my team is going to grow. Okay. Okay. You uh, didn't like that. What's wrong with your, the team growing? I think there's a lot of, uh, um, um, time and effort involved in building a team, mm -hmm. right. And building the right team. Yep. So that's one piece. My income growing, what's going to change? I'm going to be able to do a lot more mm -hmm. than, um, uh, than you, than I want to. Why? Then you want to. Okay. That's key though. Like, what did you, you just said? I'm going to do more than I want to. Then why would you increase your income? Cause you don't want to. Okay. And this is where. Let's explore, so, so let's explore. I said, I'm going to do more than I want to. Yes. See, that's what's running in your subconscious. 
because and this is not uncommon especially with people that have have a gift and want to help the world out you think that when i'm capable of doing more i have to do more and now it becomes a burden instead of an inspiration okay okay so and this is where a lot of people live a lot of people live in the have to rather than the get to I have to, I have to work hard. I have to sacrifice my time. I have to help these people, right? My, my job is, is about helping people and I don't have to help anyone, right? But I like to, I enjoy it. I get to do it. And that's a light energy. And as my business uh, expands, I get to help more people, but I still don't have to. I could just say, you know, I could start making a lot more money and not help any more than I, I want. And I'm, I'd still be okay with that. I wouldn't feel guilty, but I'm not helping everyone I can. But people that are really uh, empowered to change the world, they feel guilty if they don't help everyone they can possibly help. And, and so that they, they create these limitations so that they don't hit that level of guilt. And yours is, well, if I make a lot more money, I'm going to have to help these people. I'm going to have to build my team. I'm going to have to put the work in to build my team. And your, your whole body's like, oh, fuck, that's a lot. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Fair enough. So I I am... <clears throat> I am working on becoming a better team builder. Okay. And working on it, like uh, putting our team together. And um, just one block. The other piece is I don't want to be visible. I okay. don't want to become a visible, like, oh, this guy has so much money and this guy, this and that. You know, I don't want that. Okay. This guy has so much money. What, like, how is that a bad thing? No, I'm talking not not about the money thing. I, I don't like the visibility thing. Okay. I don't want to be out there, uh, uh, be known as the person that runs around on social media and TV and here and there talks about how uh, how rich and how awesome he is and how much money I have in my bank account. I just okay. I don't want it. Okay, so this is another reason you're holding back is that you don't want that to happen. So you minimize your income, you minimize your success to make sure that doesn't happen. Just because other people are doing it doesn't mean you're going to do it. But you believe you might turn into one of those people. Right? Probably. You're worried about what other people are going to think of you. And as soon as you start worrying about what everyone thinks of you, you cut everything off right there. You just put limitations because now they have control of your life, whoever the hell they are. So a lot of them, you don't even know who they are. It's just this they that's out there. And you've as if you're worried, I don't want people talking about me like that way. I don't want anyone saying, oh, he's just out there for the money. You've handed over control of your life to the they. Mm -hmm. So if you don't care what anyone thinks about you, you can be whatever the hell you want. There's the freedom. And it's not about not caring about people. Absolutely care about people. Just don't care what they think about you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, so then, go ahead. Okay. So what I do at, when I'm working with people is when we get to a belief or a story. Now, belief is something that just is like the sky is blue or chocolate is tastes good. A story is something that happens over and over again. This always happens to me. No one ever listens to me. Story of my life. That's it. I'm going to ask, are you willing to destroy the belief or are you willing to step out of the story? If you say yes and you mean it, it actually starts rewiring in your brain 
to that new reality. You let go of that thing you've been holding on to. Okay. Now, I'm not causing you to do this. I'm asking you the question. You're the one making the decision and starting the rewiring of your own brain. Mm -hmm. Clear about that. Because I get a lot of people that come up to me and say, Shiraz, please shift this for me. Change the way I think. I'm like, it's not me. <laughs> I'm just finding out what the problem is. It's got to be you. Okay. All right. So are you willing to step out of your story that if you make lots of money, you'll become like one of those people that shows off about their life and their money to everyone? Can you say that one more time? Are you willing to step out of your story that if you make a lot more money, you'll become like one of those people, those arrogant people that shows off about their lifestyle and their money and all their success? Yes. There, okay. I actually react when people shift. So, Whew. are you willing to step out of your story that you have to limit your money, your success, and your fame so no one thinks of you as one of those arrogant people that's just about those things? Yes. And are you willing to step out of your story that having more money obligates you to do more than you want to do? I still have to work on that a little. So the other piece about visibility is not about the arrogance of people. It's just about the visibility and being out there. I think it's about the exposure. Okay. Right. I, 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 like, I don't care about the arrogant people out there doing whatever they do. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you know what I mean? It's like, okay. The thing that comes to my mind is like, I just don't want to be out there and be visible and, 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 you know, run around and tell everyone that, Oh, look at me. I'm, um, you know, I, this is what I have. But what's so what's so bad about being people seeing you? What's so bad? So what what couple of things that pops in my mind as you ask that question is, I had an uncle who was um, uh, uh, who was let's call him let's call him my rich dad, okay. right? And this guy was well off. Yep. And a couple of times he actually, as he was driving, some people that knew him pulled him over knocked him out stole money from him left him stranded in on the highway and that's what pops in my mind as okay. you ask that question so that's what you're trying to avoid right you've decided that if you become visible that's going to happen to you but there's a lot of people that are visible that that never happens to them and this is what we do is we take from the experiences we had in life, the things that we've learned, and we decide, well, that's just the way things are, rather than, well, that's just what happened to that person. There's all these possibilities, but that's just what happened to that person. And then you lock that in and create your life around it so that you can be safe. You're trying not to be pulled out of your car and attacked and robbed. Right? It, it, it may never happen. It likely it will never happen. But because you know what happened to a specific person, you've you've anchored that in your body and you're like, okay, I can only become this visible because once I pass that threshold, I might get attacked. 
I can only make this much money because after I pass that threshold, there's going to be bad things happening. And that's what's going on. And everyone does this. Every single person does this. So are you willing to step out of your story that if you become more visible, what happened to your uncle will happen to you? Yes. Ooh. I just want to do a little check in here. How do you feel now? Better, worse, the same, or different? There's no wrong answer here. I have a lot of sensations in my in my skin. Yeah. So it's uh feels like my my body's pretty worked up. Yeah. And everyone when they do this, their their body reacts differently. Yeah. Um I feel like I've tapped into my subconscious pretty deeply here. Yeah. Okay. And this is this is also important because most people are trying to create their life from what they don't want to happen rather than what they do want to happen. Right? It's towards motivation and away from motivation. Away from away from motivation, I'd say I don't want this to happen. I don't want to be like these people, right? Um, I don't want anyone to think this. That doesn't lead to success. Towards motivation does. Interesting. Uh, if you if you study law of attraction, it's like whatever you focus on, you attract or you create. And if your focus is, I don't want to be like th these types of people, your focus isn't on, I want to be this wonderful person. It's on, I don't want to be like these types of people. So you're going to start to see other people uh, being like that and people reacting to them. And you're like, see, I got to make sure I'm not like that because that's where your focus is. But if you're like, I'd like to be like these people that are inspiring, that people are looking up to, that are changing the world, well, then you're going to see more of those people in your life. And you're like, yes, that's exactly what I want. And that's going to just push you, well, yeah, push you forward and, and into the, uh, pull you forward, actually, pull you forward into that space. There's a whole difference in when you learn how to deal with push energy versus pull energy, right? Most people live in push energy successful people have shifted over to pull energy you can tell this too because what's the last big concert you ever went to uh some persian singer named ebby okay was was is that a girl or a guy it's a guy it's a guy okay so was he pushing his energy and talent into the audience or was he pulling everyone into his performance pulling yeah the, the these people that are on stage they've mastered that's why they get the bigger stages right and this is also important when you are trying to make sales when you're trying to connect people we have that's why we have an expression pushy salespeople. they're pushing their product their energy everything at you but if you're in a pool energy people are like hey wait how do i get to work with you Please, just tell me tell me like here's my money take it like when you when you've mastered that pool that's what happens with you interesting so what's the next step for me? What 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 else do I need to like tap into or explore and or do with this the, the two or three points that we just talked about? So you you want to keep exploring what's what's the benefit in the current situation and how do I shift that? You want to look at the life you want to create and get into a pull energy towards that rather than a I want to make sure this doesn't happen. 
Oh, here's another thing that just popped up. <clears throat> My what just popped benefit up? of the current situation as you were talking, yeah, is I get to spend more time with my family. Ah, okay, and that's a big one. If you get become that's more successful, big one. And family is one, yeah. family is my number one value. Yep, but here's the thing if you are building a team and you're delegating all the responsibility you can to that team, you get more time with your family, not less, right? Uh, one of I, I, um. I had shoulder surgery one time and the surgeon was just so inspiring and I've, I never forgot what he told me because I came in for initial consultation, which was like 15 minutes. And then he says, I'll see you at surgery. And I'm like, that's it? And he goes, yeah, I'm the race car driver. I'm like, what? <laughs> he goes, so, you know, people go out to the Indy 500 and they watch the race car drivers, right? And I said, yeah. And the race car drivers are the stars. They drive the car around the track. It's like, I'm like, yeah. And he goes, but... Who builds the car? Who does the promotion? Who's who's like uh, taking care of the sponsors? Like, there's all these people involved that make that a success. It's not just this one guy who built his own car and put it all together, but he comes in, drives the car. He's really good at what he does, and then he gets all the accolades and he goes home. And that's all he has to do. He has to come in, drive the car, and leave. That's how I've built my business. So I've given you this consult, so I know what's going on now. There's going to be a bunch of people you're going to work with. They're going to take care of everything else, and I'll come in and I'll do the surgery because I'm the race car driver. Now, if you have to be a part of your business, then you have to build your business as though you're the race car driver. If you're building your business in a different way, you can build your business so you don't even have to show up when money comes in. There's the two types of business. Like most coaches want to be there because they want to coach people, so they got to be the race car driver. But other people build businesses, if it's products-based business especially, you don't have to be there. Just get the people to sell the products and get it out there. But a lot of people think, I have to be there. I'm important. I, I have to be responsible for everything and every part of my business. No one's going to be able to do it as well as I do because it's my business and I know it. And I won't feel valuable unless I'm involved in everything. So there's a little bit of ego playing in there, or sometimes a lot of ego playing in there. And as a result... You're, work, you're overworking yourself. You're spending too much time. You're micromanaging people. Sometimes you hire, you unconsciously hire incompetent people so you can say, look, see, I have to do it because everyone I hire can't do it. <laughs> you'll, you'll do these things to show why you have to work hard and stay in your business. But if you switch over to that race car driver mentality, your goal is how can I put this team in place and build things up so that I can spend way more time with my family and way less time in the business? And it doesn't mean you don't want to do the business. It doesn't mean you want to don't want to put a whole bunch of value in there. But right now, you're probably in a position where you're doing things that can be delegated, but you haven't put yourself at an income level high enough that you can start delegating them so that you can spend more time with your family. And of course, your brain is doing the exact opposite, saying, oh, but if I hire more people, I'm responsible for those more, pe more people. I have to do all the training of those more people. There's less time with my family. No, not going to do it, even though the outcome is going to be the opposite. This question for me is how can I build a team and a business that allows me to spend more time with my family? <clears throat> what do you want to be doing in your business? What's that? What do you want to be doing in your business? Not what does, has to be involved in your business, but what do you want to be doing in your business? When? When? Yeah, my question is like, I, I think there's different stages of business. Okay. Like in, in initial stages, I'm, run, I'm running it, I'm building it. 
then there's like the, the, the there's the time when I'm just managing it, and then there is the exit phase where I would start working my way out and have the team run by itself. Okay. So what my question is, what at what stage are you asking me to answer so, this question? I guess it comes back to how much time do you want to spend with your family? <laughs> so you have to look at this is how much time I want to spend in the business versus my family, and then start building it with that goal in in mind. Uh, my coaches always say, start with the end in, in mind. If you're if you're eventually going to sell the business and exit the business, then you've got to say, okay, what's the quickest way I can get from now to exiting that business? But if you want to be involved in the business and be doing the all right, so I can answer that question. I want to be I want a business to be able to run by itself and have me <clears throat> be gone two months a year. Okay, like I'm not. I'm only maybe checking in yeah. via email, text, or a WhatsApp message or something. Okay. And the, but other than that, it runs by itself. Okay. And that, okay, and here's the story behind that. So that I can spend more time with my mom and dad and my brothers okay. and the rest of my family. Yeah. All right. So instead of focusing on what, you know, what do I have to do immediately, you have, you start with, that's where I want to go. So your brain starts thinking, like once you say that's that's what I want to create, that's where I want to be, your brain will automatically start thinking about it in the background. And then from there, each day, you want to you want to think and say, what is the action I can take today that will have the biggest impact to get me from where I am to where I want to be? Okay. Now this is this is important because we're talking impact not effort. The biggest impact could be calling someone to make a JV deal that's going to propel things forward. And it's a two minute conversation. And that's the biggest thing you want to do for that day. You can do a whole bunch of other things that day, but you want to get that done. And then the next day, what's the biggest thing I could do today? Well, it's going to be teaching this class. What's the biggest thing I can do today? It's going to this training to up my skills. And each day, what's the biggest impact thing I can do? The average person does this zero times a year. People do it, but it's so small. It's less, less than one. It's closer to zero than one for the average person. And that's why they get the results they're doing. But if every day you're like, what's the biggest impact thing I can do? And you do it, your, your business just keeps moving forward and forward and forward to that goal. But you got to start with that goal so that you have that as that mile, that, that flag at the end saying that's where I'm heading. Let's walk through an example. So what, what's the question is, what's the biggest impact thing that I could do yep. to get me closer to my goal? Yes. So I, I, I'm trying to answer that question. It's going to be different every day. Right? That's the thing. Right. So it will be different every day. It will be different every day. So you know the 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 biggest impact thing I did on the weekend was teach a class because a whole bunch of people came in and paid for that class, and and that brought in income, which is going to help my business. Right. The the biggest impact thing I'm doing today is being on your show because I'm getting exposed to more people and and taking my brand out there. So this is the biggest impact thing today. Sometimes the biggest impact, and this is this happens because people have to allow for this, sometimes the biggest impact thing you can do for that day is not do anything because you need a damn break. Yeah, <laughs> I actually did that. Can yeah. I share a story from Friday? Sure, absolutely. Friday is past Friday. I woke up in the morning and I'm like, I've done what I've what I needed to do for the past month. Today, I'm just gonna chill out. 
and I'm going to let God and the universe and the people and all the conversations do their magic. Funny enough, there was more money in my account by the end of the day on Friday. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> that how it works. Right? And I was not expecting that. This is not yeah. some, some woo-woo shit that I'm talking about. Like, yeah. literally, I sat back on Friday. I was talking to a couple of people like, I don't feel like working today. I'm just going to chill, right? And then even today in the morning, I'm like, I have a few meetings lined up. I'm not going to work in between. I'm good. Like I gave myself permission to just chill and let the magic do its work. <clears throat> and I feel, and I feel much better when I do that. Like when I'm, when I'm frustrating with, when I'm frustrating myself with too much work and too much effort and too much stress, it almost always doesn't work. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Because you're in a place of resistance. Yeah. Right. And yeah, and everything works easier when you're in willingness rather than when you're in resistance. Absolutely. So let's talk about more. Is there anything else, any, any, anything more that you'd like to work on me or with me that on what we talked about? Okay. So how do you feel now? Because I think we have to work a little bit more on this about being visible. How do I feel about being visible? So what I have, what I'm thinking about right now, mm -hmm. what comes to mind is I don't have a problem with personally being visible. That what comes up is I don't want my bank account to be visible. Okay. And you don't have to make your bank account visible. That's the obvious thing. Yeah. <laughs> but see, again, you're worried that if your bank account was visible, then people will come after you because they know how much money you have. Is that correct? Or is it yeah, I guess. I guess. Okay. So, but there's all these people out there that have lots of money that are invisible. They're invisible. Like yeah. one, one of my best friends, he's a <laughs> multi-millionaire multi and you wouldn't know it. All right. Uh, um, because he, he, he doesn't, he doesn't show off the money. He has nice things. But he doesn't have like super, super nice things to really show off how much money he's got. Right. Um, but he he just lives this wonderful life. He travels all the time. He's got resorts in different countries. Uh, but he just laid back and just I don't bring it up. People don't ask. If the thing is, if do people do ask, he's he's not ashamed to bring it up because it's just he's just being real. But he's not worried about what people think. And that's what it comes back to. You're worried about what people are gonna think of you, how they're gonna react to you, how they're gonna respond. And that worry causes you to go into a place of contraction, limitation, and keep yourself small and invisible. Interesting. So um, let's talk about how, um, uh, by the way, thank you for that. That was very helpful. I think I'm going to dig, dig dig deeper into this. And uh, what one thing I just wrote down is there's that exercise of asking questions, asking, putting a statement or a question and asking why five, five or six times yeah. and getting to the core of what actually is the problem. Yes, I'm gonna do that with a few of my statements that I put down, um, uh, and, and let me just go over. Is do more than I have to. I'm gonna I'm gonna answer that question. Don't want to be visible. I'm gonna answer that question and go. Uh, you know, do the why question. Okay. And get to the core of that, and then. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna do that tonight. So one thing I want to go back to circle back to is that concept of 
pushing versus pulling, which sounds very interesting. Mm -hmm. Do you mind expanding on that and and tell us first what expand more on the description of what it is and how we could use it and apply it in our day to day life? Pushing energy is more of a controlling energy. You're trying to get a specific result that has to be that way. And you can feel that again with the pushy salesperson. You can be like, oh my God. And sometimes that works. But most people that get pushed into a decision end up having buyer's remorse. Pulling is an invitation. Come, come on this journey with me. Come play with me. Come see what I have. And people are, are they love to get into a pull energy. You're pulled into people's music. You're pulled into movies and TV shows. You can be pulled into someone's business. And and it's not just to get them in. When you're in the business, you want to stay in that pull energy. Come along for this journey. Let's let's have some fun. Let's change something. I'm just going to pull you along for the ride. And people are always happy to just get pulled along for some cra uh, crazy adventure, even if it's building their business, changing their lives, even in products. Uh, you know, using a product, people get pulled in for the adventure of the product. If you watch commercials, like you watch like a gum commercial, they're not saying have our gum. It's it tastes it tastes good and and it's uh it'll be nice and chewy and it'll sate your hunger or something like they're like you'll have fun on the beach and you, you'll meet the girl of your dreams or the guy of your dreams and and you know your whole life will change you're being pulled into that adventure and it's but the, the commercial is about gum and it's like is gum really going to do that right interesting yeah so i'm just saying that pulling kind of sounds to me like attraction like invitation yes uh trying something yeah. testing something, doing a trial on a product versus this is good. This is amazing. Try it, test it. You're, you're going to die if you don't. That's like yeah. pushy versus yeah. do you want to test this? Are you are you open to testing this and see if it will work for you? Yeah. Like that's like an invitation, like a pulling type of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. And you're right. Because like pushing is just like if you don't do this, your life will suck. And pulling is what if by doing this, you get the life of your dreams? I'm like, I'd rather go for option two. <laughs> right. And here you can get a taste. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if you don't like it, that's 100% okay. Yeah. All right. Very interesting. Pulling versus pushing. And, you know, that's why my business, I, I, I like the pulling piece as well. Mm -hmm. Like reaching out to people and inviting them and nurturing them and, and um, staying in touch with them you know, to provide value, right? That's yes. how you pull them in versus, you know, the other way around, I guess. Yeah. Interesting. So let me ask you a few uh, personal questions. Sure. This was very interesting. Uh, oh, before we do that, can you tell us about your gift, please? The focusing audio to build your mental muscle. Yes. So this is something that I didn't realize I was even doing. And it was pointed out to me uh, through a program I was in last year. And that is, if you want to change your way of thinking, you have to be able to hold a thought for a minimum of 17 to 35 seconds. But most people's attention span is around eight seconds long. Okay. Probably about one second right now <laughs> after COVID. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, so what this is, what this is, is it's uh two minute, five minute and 12 minute exercises 
that teach you how to focus better. They, they guide you through focus exercises so that you can maintain that thought. So when you decide, I'm going to create this in my life, you can hold the focus on that thought longer. And I do the 12-minute exercise every morning, and I've been doing it for years. And people are always like, trust, how come you stay calm when everything goes to hell? How come that you can just uh, be pleasant when someone is telling you that your stuff doesn't work or they're breaking down and crying because of what's going on in their life and you're still just compassionate and calm and loving and nothing ever really seems to phase you. And, and I realized it was because I do these exercises every day so that when I want something to happen, I can just be focused and make it happen. And when, something, when things start to go to hell around me, I can stay in this calm, focused space. And that's so important in navigating what happens in life, because there's always going to be unexpected things that come up and how you handle those things is going to determine what outcomes you get in the future. And I didn't realize, like, I just thought I was a natural calm person until one of the people that does a similar program was showing similar exercises. And I'm like, oh, my God, I do that every day. And he showed actually brain scans of how it's uh, shifting the neurons in the brain, lighting up the, the areas that create calmness, give you serotonin and dopamine to, to keep you calm and happy and, and, and decreasing the uh, areas where there's a lot of fear, where there's holding back, where, where you're cre creating stress. And so I'm like, okay, here are the audios. <laughs> now you guys can listen to them too. And it just guides you through the exercise. And this is the thing, the, the shortest ones are two minutes. You, you just need to do it a few times a day, two minutes when you have breaks and it's gonna have an impact. That's the wonderful thing about it. You don't need to go hours and hours and hours, two minutes to 12 minutes. Oh, you're muted. I'm sorry. That's very interesting. So gang, uh, this is a very valuable gift. If you want to get access to Shiraz's focusing audio to build your mental mm -hmm. muscle. Uh, and so you said that we need to hold that thought for 17 to 30 seconds. 17 to 35 seconds. And to 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 make that happen, or is that to 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 kind of uh, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? To how did, how did you describe that again? Hold that for that long to to uh, so to stay in a place like for people that talk about law of attraction. That's how long the minimum time to start manifestation going. Hmm. But it's also, but it's also the amount of time that you're now determined to make something happen. It's, it's, it's a point at which the brain starts to rewire instead of stay where it's been defaulted at. Fantastic. That's so if you have like, say, a, a, an image of a, of, a, of a final destination of your goal, you need to hold it for 17 to 35 seconds yeah. to, for your uh, brain to kind of formalize that picture, yeah. to say, this is what we're looking for. Yes. Love it. See, that's a, that's another new thing that I learned today. I, I didn't know that because I, I probably just came, just thought about my goal for like a second, and then before, it, <laughs> I, before, before, if even if it, before it was vivid, it was like gone before I started thinking about it. Yeah, interesting. So, gang, if you would like to get better at uh, visualizing and manifesting your goals, download and get access to Shiraz's gift, focusing audios to build your mental muscle. The link is in the comments. It's in the descriptions of the show and uh, you can get access to that for free. Um, and if you have um, a need to reach out to Shiraz, if you're joining us just right now, just go back on the show 
and watch what Shiraz did to me to uncover some of the issues that I was dealing with on why my income hasn't paralleled my experience and expertise and uh, levels and it hasn't gone up with the same you know exponential uh curve that uh, they're far apart and i think i found some stuff that i'm some good stuff that i'm going to work on and so if you need that and you need to tap into why what is blocking you and to uncover those issues download the audio reach out to um Shiraz and get access to that. Now, Shiraz, can I ask you some personal questions? Yes. So what is what a new thing that you have tried recently? It depends how recent you're talking. So it could be personal. It could be business, could be big or small. Something could be as, as small as a small cup of coffee or flying to moon. You... <laughs> well, the big new thing I'm doing right now is I'm in a speak to sell program that goes for a year and i realized that i give a i give a lot of content i give a lot of value to people but not enough people i feel are going from hey that was amazing to hey that was amazing let me buy your program so um now i'm in this program and the cool thing about it is it's not just getting me those skills but part of it is getting me on a hundred different stages in the next year so my big Over next year you're going to be on 100 stages. Yeah. So I'm my goal is big time visibility. <laughs> and then uh, how many have you crossed off so far? I'm doing this just uh, in 2022. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah. So I started. I actually started on Valentine's Day is when the program started for me, and I have been on probably two stages a week since then. And the thing been is, on two stages a week. Yeah. Now, because remember, we've got virtual stages, so I can go onto a summit and just spend half an hour to an hour and that's and i'm done uh so yeah and 100 stages if i do two stages a week i'm at 100 right there because it's not actually that much when you think about it i could live with 50 stages this year yeah stage a week and if we got uh if we got the right stages i'm happy with that yeah that'd be a good one all right perfect so next uh question uh what are your top two favorite books of all time Oh my God. <laughs> uh, Ready Player One. And oh, the, the other one would probably be on the self help area. Something you recommend all the time, something you made a massive impact in your life or business? Yeah. Uh, Untethered Soul. Untethered Soul. Love it. What did you like about Untethered Soul? Because I've heard that a few times. It really just explains uh, how you're, like things I've been talking to you about, how you're holding yourself back, how there's so much more you can, you're capable of and connected to, but you're just denying that. And it talks about why you're denying it and how you can really get in touch with it. And so you're it. getting you're getting untethered, so you can just do whatever the hell you want. Right? So Basically, the, the, the core of what we talked about today. Love it. Um, uh, what's one advice that made a massive impact in your life or business? Uh, again, what we're talking about, one of, when one of my teachers explained, everything is just stories. Everything is just stories and every story can be changed and every person is running around in their own story. Reality that we, as we see it, is just the uh, majority uh, vote 
on what stories are real. That That's it. Absolutely. And so you see people doing all sorts of crazy things. They're like, how they did that? They're just in a different story than the one you're in. Fantastic. Now, um, Shiraz, if you had a Facebook or a Google ad where everyone on the planet with access to internet could see your message yeah. on mobile or on their desktop, what would your message be for the people of Earth? <clears throat> It'd probably be along the same thing that you know your your story is what you're, you're deciding. Although you, most of your decisions are coming at an unconscious level, not a conscious level. But what's most important right now is be happy, have fun, you know, be silly and laugh. Because a lot of times people treat happiness as an illness, and they're like, "What drugs are you on? What's wrong with you?" So don't be afraid to be the happiest person in the room. I laugh big belly laughs every day. And I invite you to do the exact same thing because it's only going to make your life better. Absolutely. 100%. I follow that philosophy every day. I'm always the silly guy, funny guy, cracking jokes. I do not have a problem looking dumb or stupid. Hence, I don't have a problem <clears throat> being coached live on my show. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I could be the dumb guy. No problem. <laughs> you know. Shiraz, this has been an amazing conversation. Is there anything that um, you'd like to add that you maybe didn't mention before we wrap up? Uh, I think we're we're good. Uh, yeah, just go out there and, and make your life as enjoyable as possible. Because you know, why else are we here? Right? We're not really here to work hard all the time. We're here to have an enjoyable life. So make that the priority. Absolutely. Gang, thank you for joining us. As usual, if you have any questions for me or for Shiraz, put them in a comment and or send, reach us, send me a PM or send Shiraz a PM. He is tagged into the messages here. And um, uh, again, if you uh, haven't downloaded Shiraz's gift, uh, let me bring up the descriptions here to the focusing audio to build your mental muscle. Uh, get ac free access to that. And reach out to Shiraz if you want to do an exploratory kind of conversation to figure out and find the blockages like I do. And um, uh, and then reach out. And as usual, we are running the, um, the, the blueprint to simple retention formula, the step-by-step -step process. If you're interested in getting appointments and referrals from your existing list, that is a warm list when they know, like, and trust you and you're conversion rates would be at least 10 times what you're doing on social media and advertising elsewhere. This blueprint will show you how to do it. So if you're interested in that, just type retention in a comment on any platform that you're watching and we'll send you the link. Thank you for joining us. Have a great day and we'll see you later. Thank you Bye. Now.